The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Welcome back to Shaken and Stirred 2021. My goodness, I can't believe this is the first podcast of the year. Tommy Boy, how are you? Hey, Nigel. Very well, thanks. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. It might be a bit late. It's probably sort of mid-January at this point. But hey, you know, still a Happy New Year. Even happier to be having a cocktail and a chat with you. As you know, we've got a rather, and I, you know, we got how many times have I said in the past, a rather interesting show. But this isn't just an interesting show. This is a show that we've never done before. Never have I, I've been asked to do something like this many, many times over the past sort of literally 20 years and never done a show like this. Our guests today are both literally related to us and very, very clearly close to us and someone who I've never ever interviewed before. So Tom knows them just as almost just as well as I do, which is unusual uh, because we, Tom and I go back even longer than the people we're about to have on, our, on the show, but it's by popular request. But before we get there, we have a couple of things. So Tommy, what are you drinking? What, let's start with what your drink is. I got my I am 11 year old to he wanted to make a cocktail for today's show he's made me a hurricane and you can if you're listening you won't be able to see but if you can see it's an extraordinary color and it tastes extraordinary and all i can tell you is he's put a little raspberry garnish in it and it is basically he made me pick a, i've got a pack of cards and every one of the cards is a an eight of hearts i'll show that like an eight of hearts or whatever it is and every card's got a cocktail on it so he made me pick a card and then he went off and he very industriously put together, I mean, I obviously had to show him what the apricot brandy was, what grenadine was, what sour mix was, where the dark rum was, etc. But he's gonna make me a delicious cocktail. Here it is. It's a, good, it's a vivid color and he thought it would go very well with my face. And also the hurricane itself is, is a classic of the South, right? It's a the New Orleans hurricane. Well, actually, ironically, I did think of that. When I chose a hurricane, I suddenly thought, it did remind me of your, um, again, without giving too much away, of today's guest, guests who are very familiar with hurricanes. And in fact, I believe a very special place for one of those guests where they actually did their nuptials, got married, was actually blown away by a hurricane. Anyway, go back to you. What are you drinking now? Are you, are I've you... actually kind of, I've got the winter cocktail, sort of, it's not exactly warm to the touch, but it's warm to the taste, right? So they call it a ski lift. And it's essentially, Peach snaps, coconut rum, and that's about it. Actually, I, I, I sort of—it's um, a sort of combo of those two, but it has this sort of really rather delicious sort of warm feeling, and it's got a splash of cream to it. So I forgot that the cream. So it's absolutely delicious. Sort of almost like a sort of reminds me a bit of like a hot toddy type of thing, except without the hot. But it's very sort of delicious. Sounds like you could warm it up. You probably could warm it up. I think that I've wanted to try peach snaps for a long time. I bought a bottle and I haven't got it. Anyway, anyway you reminded me with, with, I guess, the sort of snaps that you've got in your drink. But um, anyway, yeah. there we go. Two rather different drinks, but I think it's time for a bit of booze news before we bring on our guest. In booze news, I, 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 mean, I wanted to get seasonal. Sometimes with booze news, it's all about what's happening in the world of booze, right? But I also wanted to do a bit of a history check. I've been fascinated with the story behind and the, and the legend and the myth behind the St. Bernard dog and the, the whiskey barrel around its neck. Now, Tom, have you ever done any? You, you've ever you've seen these St. Bernards. You've heard of the St. Bernards that rescue people. Swiss. I've seen them in Switzerland. I mean, they are from, from originate from Switzerland, don't they? And I'm not sure it's whiskey around their neck. Is it not something else? 
it could have been something else. I think that there is a, this is a part of where the legend comes in, the legends and the myths of of what is true and what isn't true, and you know what exactly these Augustine monks were actually making. So the, so the legend says that sort of Saint Bernard, you know, carried barrels of whiskey around. Saint, Saint Bernard dogs carried barrels of whiskey around their necks to aid stranded travellers. Right. Well, it, you know, all of this was sort of going down in the sort of 1600s, but. The St. Augustine monks created their monastery in 1050, so literally a thousand years ago. And it was very treacherous to get to their hospice, which was, you know, where they were based. Ventures would get there, they'd often run into peril and into trouble, and there would be avalanches, or they'd just simply get too cold on the way, and the monks would help and find us and what have you. And they, they started bringing dogs with them, and they, you know, they had these dogs, they called them uh, marioners, and this type of dog. And it was, it's its sort of similar to Bernard, but it, it was a, a, a slightly smaller than the St. Bernard we know of today. It had a longer tail and was sort of brown in color. The whole body had a sort of ready brown fur. And um, they were very, very effective at finding people in the snow, smelling them out in the snow, but also smelling an avalanche ahead of time. Now, the barrel of whiskey part, what they would do is they would send these dogs out two or three at a time after an avalanche dogs would actually smell people who had been hidden by the snow, dig them out. Then they were trained that one of the dogs would literally lie on top of the person, get on top of the person and lie on them. So their dog's body warmth would keep the person warm. They had the barrel of whiskey or whatever it might've been underneath their chin, which whoever was being saved by this dog, I guess was gonna get also saved by the whiskey or warmed up by the whiskey. Although as we now know, if you drink alcohol when you're very cold, it actually makes you colder because your blood vessels dilate. Although you feel warmer, it might've actually killed more people than actually saved them. I, I still don't believe that, I'm afraid. I'm, it definitely makes you warmer. Definitely, I agree. I am 100% with you on that, Tom. Um, and then the other dog would go back and find the monks and bring them to the person. So there's complete rescue service done by dogs. It's extraordinary kind of story that, that literally spans back hundreds of years. Uh, the sad thing is, is in the 1800s, there was a terrible winter. Most of these dogs died off and, and the monks actually then brought in the bull mastiff to breed with their St. Bernard type of dog. and. The bull mastiff is a huge dog, as we know, and it actually ended up that the fur of the bull mastiff, which was longer than the original St. Bernard, ended up retaining water. And then as a result, these dogs would freeze and die much quicker, even though they were bigger. So the whole thing of the St. Bernard dog kind of died out. And But what, what happened was, is that they created these wonderful pets, which is what we know of today. And they're very well known with their barrels of whiskey underneath their necks. So there you go, there you have it. A little bit of booze news, booze history. Booze history. Booze history is what 2021 is all about because I find it's almost more interesting than booze news. I was going to try and find you a photograph I'll do later of, of Vincent with a St. Bernard in the Alps. Well, I can imagine if you had a barrel of whiskey on, you know, underneath your neck, you might be sort of uh, misconstrued as a, as a St. Bernard yourself, Tom. <laughs> Well, Tom, I think we're in for quite a show today. Uh, these guests of ours are almost uncontrollable. They really, really, really need no introduction whatsoever, partly because I think I talk about them all the time, constantly. They are a pivotal part of my life, and um, they are known in the yoga world as the Chin Twins. I've given it away already. I'm talking about my sister-in-law and my wife. I'm talking about Chrissy and Kimmy. Welcome to the Shaken and Stirred show, guys. Woo! Woo! Finally. Finally, We've right? We've been invited on to Shaken and Stirred. Good to be here. I've been trying to get you guys Aww. ages. 
and Lyle's just been really funny about it. I think he's got a nice thing about stealing the thunder or limelight or something to do with it. Anyway, hi guys. Hi, hi Tom. Tom. I know you wanted us on here for a long time. I'm glad Nigel finally caved in. I know. I know. Well, you know. The problem with Tom is that I really couldn't afford them. That was the thing. We we had to wait for our you know our big sponsorship deal to be able to afford the uh, you know the, <laughs> That's the, the true. We're worth it. Every penny. Hashtag the wife, as I'm known otherwise. All right, ladies. So so let's get on with it. So Tom is drinking a hurricane in uh, sort of in honor of the Chin Twins and the South and Alabama, where you come from. We have our own drink, but before we get to our drink story, Kimmy, what are you drinking? Well, I am having a mint julep. Oh, a southern favorite down here in the south. We like our, our bourbon with a little bit of mint. Ooh, how do you make a mint julep, Kimmy? Well, Chrissy, funny you should ask. I had my pestle and mortar, actually the one you gave me, Nigel, many years ago. Nice. So you mull your mint, fresh mint leaves with a two sugar cubes. Ah, a solid cube. Interesting. Two cubes, Chrissy. Not and one, then you pour your bourbon. You pour the bourbon into the mold mint and that sugar, and it just all dissolves. And then a very important is the crushed ice. You can't really see. The, the ice has to be crushed. Smee, that's complicated. Kimmy. Yes. <laughs> and it said, well, I read a recipe today. Instead of just using crushed ice out of the refrigerator, you get your ice in a tea towel or a cheesecloth, and you ball it up and you whack, you whack your husband her. with it. <laughs> and it gets out your aggression. You basically crush your own ice wrapped in a tea towel. You're the only ones I know how to actually make the ice part of the drink sound like a sort of a murder weapon. And at the it's same therapy. time, well, and how's that happen? It happens. It's therapy, honey. It's called cocktail therapy. I'm gonna get move, it out. I'm moving the microphone on the other side of Chrissy because she's actually enjoying the microphone. Oh. This was talking about Chrissy, can we? I've been trying to get this is. Saying, asking when you were coming on, and he just wouldn't do it because, for this reason, he's already moved the microphone. Oh, he's a camera hog! He's a camera hog! So, so, me, so next to him. Let's move on with that. And we're going to talk about our, our drink right now. Chrissy was rather adamant. So, this is a story which you know you guys have heard, but for all of you out there, this is our first drink, our first kiss. It was. Oh my God, you, you I know. Chrissy. Oh my God. It's a tequila shot. Not just any tequila shot, but a tequila body shot. And we're going to demonstrate it right here on Shaken and Stirred. Chrissy, but people cannot see, but we'll describe it in detail. Okay, so, if, so first of all, what is it, hon? Well, we have two shots of tequila. We have some salt, and we have a beautifully sliced. And um, I just want to do. describe it. You're, you're the one doing it. I just, for the girl, you just sit and look pretty. Um, <laughs> you oh, licking the neck. The neck. The man Very likes the Well, you can. You can actually use the lime if you're not going to. Or you, you can use rub the, the lime. lime juice. I you think, the lick. You're getting a bit of salt. I think the licking is better. On the, on, the, on the neck, <gasps> on the wet neck. You put the lime in the mouth. Hold it between the teeth. The lime is in my mouth. You pick up your shot of tequila. <laughs> you go for, no, no, no. You go for the lick of the neck. Get that <laughs> salt off. Neck. Woo! Tequila. <laughs> mm. Oh, my no, God. No, right out of the mouth. <laughs> You did or this at your wedding. Our first kiss, because he got the lime and actually downed it. I did not. He pushed the lime into my mouth. So I had to go digging, and that was yes. really history, people. So that's one of the reasons why we've been shaking and staring ever since for twenty odd <laughs> years. Poor Tom's all by himself over there in England. Oh, he's got company. Don't he, worry. <laughs> they're just being quiet. They're not licking each other's necks. You can try that. that trick later, Tom. 
Yeah. yeah. Tommy boy. Yeah. We'll teach you some tricks. Actually, Tom was one of Nigel's groomsmen and was there at our wedding in Alabama. And we did that. We did. Body we had every single person wedding. at the wedding do a body shot. It was what sort of 200 shots of tequila. Um, and silver trays. It might actually be a world record, Guinness world record of tequila body shots done at one time. And we didn't even know it, Tom. No. Well, <laughs> if it's a record, we should make it a record. Let's do it. For the Guinness we're craving tequila now. We're going to renew uh, the vows. We're going to invite 500 people and do a tequila body shot over Zoom. At the same time. No, not over Zoom. Or come come to America. Alabama. Come back to Alabama. I've got the venue. You can come and renew your vows in. Yeah, um, Tom's already trying to make some money by renting out his venue during quarantine. I love it. Well, someone's got to go, haven't they, Tom? I'll be there. You'll so listen, there. again, as this is a bit of an unusual one, and, and, and normally our guests come on, we don't necessarily know them that well, or if we do, they're, <laughs> you know, we have lots to ask them. But when it's the wife and the sister-in-law, and, and, and my old buddy, and we were all hung around and drunk and chatted over about everything, yeah. there's <laughs> you wonder, what do you ask? So I went to the audience. I went on the Shaken and Stirred Instagram, at Shaken and Stirred Show, and I asked. I said to everyone, what do you want to know? And we have lots and lots and lots. It's not shocking. <laughs> this is the most answered post we've ever done on Jason Sturd. And I'll, I'll actually, I'll start here. We have actually someone from... No, 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 sorry, you're not going to start. I'm going to interrupt. Of all those questions that have been asked, so these are all totally biased questions that Nigel's picked without, and I know nothing about them, and I bet some of the more interesting questions he's missing out just in case they get a little bit dangerous. You can ask questions too, uh, Tom. You can ask your own questions. Later on, I will, definitely. I've got a few. Because, you know, Tom, <laughs> if you actually followed Shaken and Stirred on Instagram yourself, <laughs> you would have seen the post, because it's been up for several days. But anyway, um, that's all good. Um, clearly, living under a rock in Oxford is, is a, all a part of the whole thing. He's on lockdown, honey. He's certainly on all kinds of lockdown. He's on lockdown. Know, he's just bullying me. <laughs> you may remember, Kimmy, my photo assistant, Toby, Yes. Toby Lynn Photography, he's one of the very first people to, to ask a question, and I'll get to America's Next Top Model question right afterwards, but Toby, his sisters love to recreate chin-twin poses. They do. I've seen them. They're amazing. They're amazing. And I actually think they might call themselves the double chin-twins. They do. They yes, are, they do. <laughs> they are fabulous. And they replicate. Now, there are many different accounts out there yeah. that replicate your accounts and they, they copy your their poses and they do funny things. I recently saw some Australian couple who were doing it and they actually stole we love them. They're from New Zealand, the Yoga Connection. They're they amazing. They get extremely creative with our shots and they yes. get down to the actual, like if it's on a couch, they'll get a couch. If it's by a pool, they'll go by the pool. They take the husband and wife team. They're hilarious. The question is then, I mean, I think you've kind of answered it. Do you enjoy all of those and, and do you have any favorites? I absolutely love when people recreate our poses. Because oh, yes. it's kind of like you've really inspired somebody to do something. And most of it's, you know, out of fun. The uh, one couple who I love, I don't know if they're a couple actually, maybe they're just really good friends. They're two Italian men. Oh, no, they're, they're hilarious. They are hilarious. Lepermania, Lepermania? Yes, and they're incredible. Same thing, they'll get like down to the detail, like the corner of the bed, the angle of the camera. I mean, they must have been hours recreating these. I love them. And they're very funny. They do it in a very kitsch, sort of David LaChapelle kind of way where the colors are all- And it's two men too, hey, which is fun. We're all about equal opportunities and diversity. Um, I want to see the snapper recreate a pose. 
Can I ask if you've got people imitating them, which are hilarious because I've seen them, is it a joint effort between you, all three of you, or who's designing the shots for you guys? Good question, Tom. Good question. It's a team effort. I think we take turns. Nigel definitely art directs, like, let's shoot in this location. And most of the times we listen to him. Sometimes we talk back. I don't think there's any talking back. <laughs> or make suggestions. Like, make it sound like I'm a Sometimes we're like, no way. Sometimes it's really hilarious. Yeah, when he's making really unsuitable suggestions, because I've seen him do it, he's been known to do that. <laughs> yeah, I can I can yes. imagine the various poses that you even you girls just won't simply won't do for him. You know? <laughs> we have to draw the line from time to time. That's good. You're like, you want us to get in the shower again? <laughs> <laughs> Loves we get in the shower. The shower. I'm all about the shower as a location, especially during quarantine. Yeah, we're running out of locations. We can't shoot in studios. We had to get very creative. Yes. But like Nigel definitely is in charge of the perfect lighting, getting it all set up. And then sometimes we're inspired by other poses. Then we turn it into something completely different. It always starts in one place and ends in another. And it's actually the physical. It morphs. Yes. And we take turns. Sometimes I'll have an idea. Sometimes Kimmy will have an idea. And most of the time we agree. I think in, in general, you know, this is funny. This is one of the few times I can actually help answer some of these questions. That's never happened before. But it, they come up with the poses. I really have nothing to do with the poses. I would say if you looked at all the shots we've ever done, maybe less than 5% of them, I suggested an idea for a pose. And it comes from something they'd done before that I'd seen that I thought would perhaps also work. And then it ends up being the shot. But so very, very little. But what I will do is we look at the clothes we together, we go through everything, and then we start to brainstorm the locations that we had in mind and what outfits and styles and things that we have, the narratives, the stories, and how they might work. And then I, they, they're getting ready, busy getting ready, and I'm busy getting the lighting right and the studio right or the location right and prepped. So that's how it kind of works. And once when we get to that location, it's then about, okay, building out the shot together, what's going to work, what even if we're in nature, what piece of a tree might work, how the, the water of a lake might be a part of the picture and whether they're going to get in the lake or stay on the side of it if it's too cold. They've, they've even been known to climb onto a frozen lake and do, you know, yoga poses. So it, it's all over the place. We're crazy. We have been known. We have been known. We call it gorilla yoga. Remember when we used to go out on the streets? We call it gorilla yoga. Oh, yeah. We'd have to like sneak. We'd be changing in the back of a car and we'd like run out there and do it really quick and then jump back in the car. So, Tom, you're not the only person who's done guerrilla yoga, but I think your guerrilla yoga was completely different. <laughs> Good one, honey. Um, so, Joni Sprague from America's Next Top Model, one of the contestants on America's Next Top Model, who has now got her own TV show and everything else, and she's an extraordinary carpenter, has actually chimed in here and said, do you both ever share the same thoughts or dreams and have that magic twin connection? Absolutely. Definitely. We're connected right now. Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, we talk, we speak on the phone several times a day and we often yeah. have similar dreams. We'll talk about our dreams and we were like, oh my God, we just had the same. And remember during Christmas when I FaceTimed you, we were, we were wearing the exact same shirt. Yes, without even knowing. Have you ever dreamt, both of you, about Nigel in the same night? Of course. Obviously different, you know, I mean, just Doing as, different things. You know, <laughs> that was probably I'm, like, yeah. oh my God, how annoying. <laughs> but I quite like the idea of you both having, yeah, you, Kimmy's having a, a dream about how irritating he is. And maybe Chrissy's <laughs> having a dream about something. I don't know. But has he, both, has he been the... Actually, that's uh, probably the one time they have the same dream. We do appear <laughs> at 
each other's dreams quite frequently. Yes, we do. Yes. Chrissy can astral project. I was dreaming about Kimmy last night, but I'll leave it at that. Yes. And I thank you, Nigel. As Kimmy just said, doing a little astral projection from time to time where I leave my body and yeah. visit. She can hop in and out of people's dreams. Remember, you were having a bad dream, Nigel, and she hopped into your dream and saved you? Yes. So that's a very weird story. So for all of you out there who thought we were bonkers, <laughs> now makes it official. So I was actually having a nightmare once, and I was actually sleeping in, in Chrissy, Chrissy and Kimmy's apartment. They were not there. They were in with their, in their family in Alabama. And it was literally sort of one or two o'clock in the morning. The phone rang. I woke up having a terrible dream, and Chrissy said, honey, are you okay? And I'm like, what do you mean? And I was having a bad nightmare. She then said, yes, I know. I came to visit you in the night in a dream and I came, I saw you struggling. I put my head into your body and I, and then she then went on to describe the dream I was having I to me, that. to me. She told me my dream and I was, it was my dream. And it's, she scared the inner demon away. I never had that bad nightmare again, ever. Uh, and I've been having it. So, so the only thing that I can suggest is I had had this dream before and had spoken about it. So there is the chance that, that she knew about it because I'd had it before. So it wasn't the, as if it was a brand new dream I'd never had before. So there is an element there, but it was still something that was very unusual. She knew I was having it. She, and it all happened at the same time. So, hey, make of that what you will, but that is certainly unusual. <laughs> I'll come visit Mariscourt, Tommy boy. Make sure you <laughs> pop in and out anytime. You, know, you can't visit any other men in the night except for me. Thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> next question. How about this for a question? Megan Douglas. Now, do you remember the supermodel Megan Douglas? Oh, yes. So I actually did a show for, with her for Chanel and I held her on my shoulders as we walked down the runway back in the day with uh, Karl Lagerfeld and all the rest of it. She has chimed in here with a question for our supermodels, the Chin Twins. She'd like to know, what do you eat in a day and how are you different from each other in what you eat? And, uh, and then she also has, and what were your wishes for the new year? So well, maybe uh. one at a time and, you know, go ahead. I'll just say something that we're very different about is Kimmy loves spicy food, and I, I do. It. Oh, I can't go near spicy food. Because I'm spicy enough already. Yeah, oh. she loves the spice. I can't go near the spice. Chrissy's very sensitive to lactose. I'm lactose intolerant as well, but I can eat cheese, and I love cheese. Chrissy can't get near dairy. Cheese, red wine, all the things I can't go near. Yes, I love red wine, and Chrissy loves white wine. We're so different. We're different in some ways, Chrissy, and I like spicy. We've often talked about how you two, both of you are, you sort of complete each other, right? And that you're yin and yang, right? That sort of yin and yang thing where, so, and it's funny because whereas Kimmy likes red wine and spicy food, so do I, right? But Chrissy yes. doesn't like those things. And, and meanwhile, am I not right in saying that, Kimmy, you like, the color pink and pink clothing. And Chrissy, Chrissy loves blue, because she's wearing a blue shirt, and, and doesn't like pink. You actually say sometimes, I'll say, oh, this is, how do you, what about this pink dress in the window of some shop? And you'll say, oh no, I it would not look good on me, but it'll be perfect for Kimmy. And she doesn't like puffy sleeves or ruffles, and I quite like puffy sleeves oh, and no. ruffles. Oh no, yin and yang, and that is reflected in what we eat. Yeah, and I think we're, we're both pretty healthy, but I listen to my body. So when I'm craving something not healthy, I don't care. I eat it anyway. Kimmy listens to her body. I do. <laughs> I try to really listen to my body. You go, girl. It wants a sip of mint julep. <laughs> I need another tequila shot. My body wants a sip of my tequila. Cheers, Kimmy. 
Get your hurricane up there. Yeah, Tom, get your hurricane up. Be careful when you ask something like that to Tom. Okay. <laughs> um, here we go from Tara Styles. You may remember Tara Styles. Oh, we she has a, gr a great question for you gals. She's saying, do you gals ever have, do you have different routines from each other to stay so healthy and fit and positive or do you mostly do the same things? Let us know all the secrets, please. So the secrets behind how you stay so healthy and fit and positive and are they the same or are they different for each other? Well, I think one thing that we do that is we have in common is just a routine of like personal care, like meditation, even if it's, we both have very busy lives with children and they've all been doing virtual school. But I do think both of us, we prioritize taking time for ourselves, like listening to our bodies, meditating, stretching, whenever, whatever we can really squeeze in lately. I think our routines have changed, but yeah, I think that's we, something we have in common. COVID has drastically the way that I work out. I used to love going to classes. Obviously that's not happening now. So I've had to make a really big shift in how I exercise at home. And sometimes it's hard to get motivated. So some I do yoga. I have a self-practice. But again, it's quite difficult to separate yourself from the kids and everything else that's going on. But the new thing that I've taken up is rowing. Chrissy, you're such a good rower. I have an indoor rower, hydro. It's got a big, beautiful screen. You get to stare out at the river. I can go to England and row, Tom, if I want. No astral projection needed there, Tom. No astral projection needed. And something else we do in common, Chrissy, is like I've been starting since quarantine, and I know you guys did it this weekend, and you do it a lot, is just taking walks with your family, like taking a nice long walk. Tom does walks. <gasps> Tom, you walk? I walk every day. Yes. You know, the, the walk to the bar and back is not that long, <laughs> but thank God he does it so many times that it actually all adds up. No, English are big walkers. Yeah, they are. Big walkers, yeah. See, and I, everyone else is big. Around here at the moment, it's like I've never seen so many people walking through my place and around the place. That's whatever, because there's like they're literally people. There's nothing else to do. What do you do? You know. But walking you, walk, is good. Walk, you, we all have very different walks because my walks in Oxfordshire today was in thick fog and freezing fog. I'd imagine Nigel and Chrissy, you don't know what the weather's like there at the moment. Probably quite cold, but I imagine Alabama's probably shorts and t-shirt. I mean, it's we wear t-shirts. It's like seventy degrees and sunny, and we walk and look out at the bay. And it's something Jared and I, my husband, we do together. So, like, we we take walks. Right. It's we funny though. I was walk. thinking the other day, and I, Kimmy, I was thinking of you, and I was talking to Chrissy, and I said, you know, it's funny. I was looking out of our window as I am right now, and we have it's all very snowy, right? It's it's snow everywhere. It's very cold. And I looked at Chrissy. I said, you know, I'm just thinking about Kimmy and. I think I'd just been told that you were going to go to the beach with India, your daughter. And I thought, yeah. you know, how different your life is that mm. you are, have the opportunity to go to the beach with your kids in the day, to sit on the beach, look at the water and put your toes in the sand. And, you know, we've got snow outside here. So your lives are actually very different. Very so yin and yang. New York meets Alabama. Well, you say yin and yang or just a really just a bad decision to go and live in upstate New York. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm going with Alabama on this one. Although you get a old gust of wind through there, which tends to do a bit of damage occasionally, but... Oh, yeah. Oxfordshire, it gets... Freezing fog. It's, That's I'm what I want to do. the yang right now. Have you got everything? Snow and beautiful... 
I'm feeling very involved. So. You are involved, Tom. Like with Tara's question, I think the secret to being happy and healthy is self-care. And listen, like you probably have self-care, Tom. Something you do that you enjoy, like your music. You enjoy playing music. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking. And yeah, I mean, you know, life's too short not to make the most of it, right? Yes. Long I would say self-care. I'm not sure I exercise the same degree of self-care as you <laughs> Well, doing something you enjoy every day, taking care yeah. of yourself. Cheers. How's <laughs> <laughs> the hurricane? Charity begins at home, Tom. Thanks, nice. Next question. Next question. Moving on, <laughs> moving swiftly on. So, Marjorie Goldner, who is happened oh, to be a good friend of ours as well, wants Hi. to know how do you stay so positive and cheerful every day? What's your secret to your internal optimism? And I think that this question is probably one that not just Marjorie, but everyone we know wants to know. And I, I have an idea of it because I lived with you both and I, I know how you are and I know where you find it. But and I've often write about how you inspire me because you're just so you wake up in that great mood and energy. But what is it that where do you find it? And especially in days like in, in, in these times when things are difficult, I think people are often looking for what it is that gets you up, gets you going, but puts a smile on your face because you do it for us, you do it for your family, you do it for your friends. Both of you do this. You're a ray of light. And so I think that's exactly what Marjorie's getting at. That's very kind. You know what? I think what I, for me personally, I get very excited and I think I feed off of other people's energy. And I think just being around other people, my energy level is just instantly heightened. And I think I'm just very, very sensitive to that. So I don't know. Sometimes I get overexcited. So what you're trying to say is like, that you're sort of stealing my energy to make you happy. I think I am. I really do. I'm very Stop, Chrissy. You lift everyone's energy up. When I'm by myself, I'm much more, not morose, but I'm quiet. I'm calm. But as soon as I get around somebody, like right now. I'm Chrissy, just, yeah, you're, you're flying high. <laughs> tequila. My voice goes up several octaves. I just get really excited. I think I feed off other people's energy. I think people excite me. But honey, if you did that when we when you were by yourself, people would say you were crazy. Okay, so that's a difference. If you were just shrieking and being really excitable, just completely alone, that's that's called being start raving bonkers. Okay, yeah. so this is good that. point. Good point. Kimmy, what's your answer? That's mine. I think I, I people excite me, and I think that I feel that, Christy. And when we're together, my lord, it's like we are just like fireworks. Yes. In stereo. Yes. Well, I think I think it's a moment by moment decision. Like there's always fear. There's always anxiety. There's plenty of things to be worried about or feel guilty about, but you just have to constantly make choices. And I think some people just more easily go toward the cheerful side, but I I don't know. I mean, why be sad when you can be happy? Make the choice. It's just more fun to be happy. So is it the glass half full, half empty kind of Absolutely thing? Absolutely not. Very much so. Or overflowing, maybe. Oh, or bubbling over, Tom. Heavy-handed poor, Tom. It's all about perspective. The happiness is in here. So whatever's going on here, you know, it's up to you. And you really can. I mean, you actually have a natural propensity to it. Or if you're not happy, you know, everyone has the ability to be able to turn that around. Turn what it around, I, What I really get fed up with in life, and this, I think, counts for actually quite a lot of people, is people who literally... Don't bother turning it around. Or mm -hmm. maybe have such low self-esteem that they don't give themselves the chance. But I mean, life's too short. You know, we're only here for what, however many, you know, if you get 80, 90 years, you're lucky, right? Why spend them in abject misery every day moaning about this? And I can't even watch the news anymore. 
I mean, literally, the, for, the, today, and I'm, we don't do politics on the show, but literally, you know, the funniest thing I've seen all day was someone's comment that, you know, there's a coup in everyone's countries are already, you know, are kind of closed. So America's having to have its own coup, you know? <laughs> <laughs> which, which, you know, which I think is hysterical. But I mean, you know, a lot of maybe, you know, I just can't watch it. I can't watch this. It's just dismal. I think everyone's hooked into something kind of quite bad at the moment, really, with with, with all this. And and I think to be able to kind of climb out of it and have a have a cheerful disposition is a great thing. That's clearly what you're doing with your yoga as well, because you're being asked questions about it. But you two are hysterical. You've always been very cheerful. You can hear. Whenever you walk into a room, I mean, you can hear you before you walked into a building. <laughs> like walking birds. Now, I've been in rooms where you have come in and you have been so loud that the room hushed. <laughs> Nigel and I have both gone into hysteria. I've seen people literally look around as, as if furious, like, what's that? We're kind of scary, Chris. No. <laughs> we kind of go crazy when we're together. Nigel and I actually just laugh. It's like, here they come. You know, you know anyway, I mean, it's we're great. I'm excited I, to see you, that's all. It's contagious as well. <laughs> I love seeing you guys because it is contagious because actually, you know, you do have fun and it's genuine and it's not, you know, and actually you're not, you're not always like that, but 99% of the time you are. And uh, I miss seeing you guys, actually. We miss you, Tom. My, we miss you, know, you too. We have Kim from Australia who has a question, which is another very popular one, which is, do you or have you ever switched places? Yes, we have. In our younger years, we have switched places socially and at school even once. <laughs> not just not just in your younger years. Kimmy switched well, places with you just recently at an event. Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell my story, then you can tell yours. Oh, remember the bank? Remember the lady? Thought I was Christy and we just went with it at the bank. Oh my God, what? I didn't hear about the lady at the bank. You were, Christy, what were you doing? We were in the city together, just walking around, running errands and everyone assumed I was you. Well, there have been times in the city where it's just been Kimmy and I together and sometimes it's easier when we've gone into Soho House for like a quick stop by to say, Kimmy will say one time, said, I'll just be Christy if anyone asks because it's, it's, you know, we'll just pass by it's and say hi. It's too much trouble to explain. It freaks people out. So we're like, okay, which is has its interesting kind of angle to it within itself. But also we were going to an, a party where Chrissy was going to be showing up later. We knew that. And it was a friend of ours whose child had just won a oh big God, reality yes. TV show. And Kimmy said, yeah, I'll go, I'll, I'll just say I'm Chrissy. Um, and, and then people will show up and we, we didn't even think anything of it. We were just literally running in. I said, yes, sure, fine. And we walked in and lit, it was the funniest thing because all these people ran up to Kimmy, one after the other, the other, and she was just, hi, hi, and they were kissing. And then literally, I, and I wasn't with her. I had left her. So she really? was alone. I was ruined my reputation. No, but then you showed up and people were like. Oh, people were so confused. What, what is happening? And it's not like you were in big conversations with people pretending to be Chrissy. A lot of it was they just. They just assumed and, I was you. I wasn't even acting like. But it was, but it was a very, you know, certainly made people go like. Oh. It was scary. Yeah. So Kimmy, no more impersonating me in my hometown, please. Don't worry, Chrissy. One time when we were little, junior high, remember? We had like a history test and a math test. And we went to a Catholic high school and we both wore uniforms. Yes. High school. It was high school. We're, I think we're, anyway, Christy studied for math and I studied for history. So I took both of the math tests and Christy took both of the history tests. I got a better grade. I don't think we ever got um, busted. Then no, one time you got in trouble. <gasps> and they did in elementary school. I got in trouble, and the teacher came and grabbed Kimmy by the ear 
and locked her in. Grabbed you, grabbed you, and said, "What you know was giving you demerits." And Chrissy said, "Oh, okay. My name is Kimberly Chen." So I got Chrissy's demerits for being bad. Yeah. So it has its advantages and disadvantages. <clears throat> no, wait a second. Being you funny. actually claimed to be your sister in order that so that you wouldn't get the demerits and your sister would. Yes. Then she got busted and got double demerits. They took my demerit off and they gave her two for impersonating me. You don't remember this, Chrissy? No, I don't at all. Selective memory, Kimmy. I'm sorry, Kimmy. Okay. Wow, there you go. That's a that's a a very interesting. Very dishonest and naughty of me. Well, the only only kind of swapping that we 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 have sometimes when I'm photographing them is that obviously they're wearing identical clothing, identical hair and makeup, and they start on one side of you know when they're in a position and a pose, and I'm directing them. Oh, I'm sort of that's so good, and then they sort of get up, and then because of one side gets tired and the other one's you know needs to be, they'll swap sides, and I get confused wondering We've who I'm speaking to. Confused you many times. So I'm sort of it happens literally multiple times Often. a day actually multiple times yeah. a day but I then just sort of have to say on the left do this or on the right or you know or just sometimes I, I just say the name like Chrissy and I look to see which one not because I have no idea I'm at a distance I'm you know looking through a lens so anyway it, it's funny it happens more often and actually their own family and their grandfather was known for calling them on the phone and saying hi sister and so they're just that was our nickname was sister you wouldn't have to differentiate between who was who. It was just sister. Actually, our most popular nickname, which was one of the questions I believe on the Shaken and Stirred Instagram feed, was <laughs> what was your favorite nickname? I don't know if it was my favorite, but most common was Chin Twins, hence the name of our account. Yes, you're right. They would just call us the Chin Twins all the time. And at first you didn't like it. I but didn't now because they were never called me by my name. I was always just a chin twin, not just, but you know. But now it's <laughs> I am a chin twin. Darn it! Yeah, crazy. Be proud. Who needs to be themselves when they can be a chin twin? That's right. We have another question here for you guys. They want to know, and I know you've answered this many times, but there's a fun story behind it. It's it's who came first? Who is older? And and, uh, and the story of of age. Who's the boss? Well, now that we've turned 46 years old, I am happy that Kimmy is the oldest. <laughs> Chrissy, I'm still the boss. And they always call Chrissy the baby. Yeah, I am the baby by three minutes, but hey. By three minutes. But I've kind of always been, you're bossy. You're, yes. very, you're bossier than me, but I'm the boss. <laughs> Tom, I don't know if he agrees. Am I bossy, Tom? No, do you know, no, I'm just thinking because I'm dating also an identical twin. Oh, that's right. Uh, Tom. Uh, I want to You've been trying to copy me my entire life, man. <laughs> Good for you, Tom. So I'm my own gorgeous twin today. Thank you very much. And anyway, no, I would anyway, her, her sister is um, technically, theoretically, supposed to be the older one. And is quite sort of feisty about it and likes to mention it a lot and talk about it. And I said to her the other day, I, I said to the mother actually in front of in front of my girlfriend's sister, I said, how, are you absolutely sure that you got it right? That you oh. didn't, you know, in the hospital? I mean, was there not? And and the and her mother caught on to the joke and went, well, not really, actually, because, you know, they were taken away quite quickly. <laughs> and really named them till later. So I said, so what you're saying actually is you really actually don't know which one is older and which one. And, 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 her, and, and my girlfriend's sister started getting very agitated and really quite annoyed by this concept. I thought it was interesting. So if the same thing happened to you and suddenly someone came along and said, 
actually, there might have been a moment when, well, we just don't know who we put the thing, you know, the little baby bracelet on first. I mean, Except for, the fact with, except for the fact with these two, there is quite an interesting story about their birth, right? You, when, when the, their mother, Sharon, did not know when, that she was having twins. Back then, they really hadn't done the, sort of the sonograms in the same way as they did now, and she had no idea going into childbirth that she was actually delivering twins. And when the first one came out, it was only... Oh, how heavy were you, Kimmy? I was three pounds. I was very tiny. Three pounds. She like this. Like the size of a baby kitten. So literally, they came out. The first one was three pounds, and the the the, 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 the legend goes: the doctor turned around and said to the mother, "If they're all this size, I have no idea how many you are having." At which point, the mother probably thought she was having a litter of several. <laughs> and then, of course, out sort of came Uncle Munka, Munka, Chrissy, and <laughs> double the weight, five pounds seven or something. I think. Yeah, almost six pounds. Almost six pounds. Double the size. So I was the runt. Was too, Tom, yeah, we were clearly marked, you know, twin A, twin B. Well, it was twice the size, Tom. It was twice as big to go around the, right, the wrist. And not to mention, Kimmy got had to stay in the hospital for like several weeks longer. Three weeks. I was in an incubator while Christy bonded with Mama. Kimmy, right. do we need to talk about something? We might. We <laughs> might need to. It's okay. She likes me better now anyway. I was at home yeah. with and Kimmy was in the incubator. Papa visited me. It's okay, Chrissy. I might have some issues. Bright lights. <laughs> they put those little pads over my eyes. Oh, Kimmy, I'm glad you made it through. But it's that, so there has been a, there is a very slight difference in size, even to this day, right? Oh, there is. Kimmy's still smaller. Slightly. I am. I'm more petite. Yeah. Which, Nigel, you've just basically said that you can't tell about when you're photographing. No, it, it's not It's not really recognizable to the human eye. It's a sort of a <laughs> tiny piece. What is it? Is it, five, is it about five pounds in weight or something like yes, that? It's five pounds in weight. I'm five five pounds. are a little more round. Yes, I have a little more curvature. <laughs> Next question. And this is, I'm reading it directly, is from Russ Comby Pulager. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure. That's quite an extraordinary uh, Instagram. Anyway, he's he's IDing you on the in the picture as Kimmy left, Chrissy right. Well, you have that right, Russ. And he says, this is a bit selfish, but as I'm also an Englishman married to an American, I would love to hear Chrissy's perspective on what it's like to be married to an Englishman. It may be very similar to my wife's or not. I'd also like to know how the Chin Twins seem to do so much together when living so far apart, especially during COVID restrictions. So maybe you take the first and Kimmy take the second part of that. Well, yeah. Certainly making many more cups of tea than Kimmy. (laughs) True. Due to the English man I'm living with. I don't, (laughs) I've never been married to an American man. I mean, I have friends (laughs) married to Americans, but I'm assuming maybe like we don't watch football, American football. And you eat those baked beans all the time. Cottage pies. You make baked beans. Lots of sausage. Okay. Fingers and gnats. No need to get personal. <laughs> that means something quite Go different. Go to the loo. No. <laughs> I, I guess, I don't know. I think, I guess if we, Amir, our son actually quite frequently will say when he wants to watch a basketball game, he's like, you know, most American families sit and watch sports together. And we just don't. 
I don't know if that's an English thing, but we just don't. Well, it's all American sports yeah, that I never not, grew up with. I mean, it's, and I do try and watch basketball with my son and what have you, but the thing is, is I know li so little about the game. I think I annoy him because I spent half the game asking what they're doing and why they're fouling each other in such strange ways and, you know, what, what's happening there. And I'm more fascinated by how tall everyone is than anything else. You know, I'm like, oh God, how tall is he? And, you know, and sort of Googling the height of the guy and being sort of struck by the fact that he's sort of seven foot 10, um, which just seems sort of like, you know, they're not even humans playing. But, you know, and American football, too, is is I just don't understand it enough. I mean, I played rugby, so I guess there's there's all those sorts of things. And, the and cultural I, things, like Nigel will shine all the shoes for the whole family quite regularly. That's an English thing. I do that. That's weird. Do you? How often do you polish everyone's shoes, Tom? I polish my son's shoes every day before he goes to school. Oh. You have to do that at school. You don't get served your lunch. Yeah, but also it's, you'll feel better if you look good. You know, you're not going on all scruffy because it's, it's a bit like, um, I don't know, my, my son's allowed, um, you know, on, on Fridays at the moment because when they were allowed to go into school, they have like dressed down Fridays, so they're allowed to wear home clothes. The difference between, I don't know if it's the same in America, but if he puts a hoodie on, his attitude stinks. It really stinks. He's, yes. he's moronic. He becomes like a sort of, he adopts the kind of this, this complete persona of someone he's not. So actually, I stopped him doing that. Rebel without a cause. No, no, it's really amazing what you put on, the way it actually affects your behaviour. I don't know if you've got to have it with your kids, but... That might also explain why, Tom, you've been wearing the same blue shirt for the past 40 years. <laughs> it's a collared shirt. I get one on spiffy. And I don't just mean a blue shirt, I mean the very same blue shirt. <laughs> Not the same shirt, obviously, but yeah. No, no, the same shirt. That's why it's got shredded collars, ripped cuffs. Oh. He wears a shirt to death, people. You've never well, like but it. But at least our household shoes are clean, eh, no? Yes. His shoes are shiny. That shirt. Well, that in itself it says a lot about England, right? So English boys going to school are not wearing sneakers, they're wearing leather shoes. So even yeah. little boys going to school are wearing leather shoes that need to be polished, because our kids are all wearing sneakers and what have you. So Jack actually loves wearing leather shoes. And so who knew there was so much to talk about being married to an Englishman? Sorry. Can we do chime in on some differences? About being married to an Englishman? About being to Well, actually, in our house, like, all we watch is Premier League soccer. And we eat lots of Marmite. See, I'm rubbing it's off. contagious. <laughs> and Jared, he works for an English company, so he spends all day speaking to people in, in London, so. Jimmy! We're more similar than we think, Chrissy. We are. So that actually, what was the other part of the question? Well, that, that, say, that runs into the other part of the question quite well, actually. It says here that or, or, and I'd also like to know how the Chin Twins seem to do so much together when they live so far apart. We have to, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of travel, because Chrissy visits quite frequently. And then a lot of times I just get on an airplane and fly up there. And I, we had, thank goodness I was there in November because we knew things were starting to shut down. So we just have to make a concerted effort to, to be together. And when we are together, we take, we are very productive. We take tons of pictures and then we kind of slowly use them on our feed. But COVID is definitely like for everybody has lessened our opportunity to be together. Very hard. Yes, Chrissy. One of the hardest things. But you guys also, I think, communicate with one another almost more than you communicate with me on a daily basis. I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but Kimmy and Chrissy are in touch with one another. I'll, I'll walk around the house and I'll hear Chrissy just chatting away for 30 minutes or an hour and doing something in her room or ironing a shirt or making dinner or, and, that, and what it is is you two are FaceTiming or simply just got the phone on speakerphone and you're chatting away and you, Kimmy will be driving her kids to school or back and forth and you're just talking. And this happens multiple times a day Whereas you and I- increase in our kids' FaceTime. So a lot of times 
Jasmine and India will be FaceTiming or India. So our kids are talking to each other and I'll walk in a room and like, oh, I'm, there's auntie. Yes, we're all, we're, I feel like we're in each other's houses sometimes. Guess who FaceTimed us right before midnight? Who? Snapper. Oh, snapper. The phone oh. rings right before midnight and it was what, 5 a.m.? Yeah. I've... You weren't still awake, were you? Yeah, basically. We, you know, had... <laughs> it was wide awake at 5 a.m. Yeah. Pulling an all-nighter once again. And we did the countdown for us. It was very fun. It was so did the countdown. Um, that was good fun seeing in the new year. We were definitely... Uh, well, I'd say, <laughs> basically, it's a bit like the all-nighter thing. It happens once a year, and it's like why kids like staying up and watching, you know, seeing, counting it in and stuff. So it was all quite good fun. So the question here is, is do your kids get confused between the two of you? Do your animals ever get confused between the two of you? Have you ever oh. experienced that? And I, I, go ahead. I mean, I think you, you, you know the answers there. When the, our children were little, it would get to the point they would get so confused and so freaked out that if they saw us both at the same time, they would burst out in tears. But yeah, they would come up and grab our legs and then look up and see us and get, remember, I, yeah, they would cry. They would get confused. And then one time, one Christmas, you came down, India was not even one yet. And she attached herself to Chrissy. She thought, she thought I was you were her, remember the whole trip? She wouldn't let me take her. She, you held yeah. her the entire trip. So yes, our children definitely when they were small got very confused, but now it's, especially now that we're both kind of working together and creating all this imagery and pictures together. I think it's quite sweet. I think the, even the animals, I've seen the animals whimper and not, and sort of, because normally the dog will bark ferociously at anyone who comes in and then literally Chrissy will come in when Kimmy's here and Kimmy will then come in behind and he looks and he goes, yeah, like the dog. Really funny, like, real, like, he's like, <laughs> what's happening? You know, <laughs> he's, you know, so it's really kind of funny. And Stella comes and sleeps with me. The cat comes, like, leaves Chrissy and sleeps with me when I'm there. And she gets very upset about it. Just the other day, uh, Jasmine, our daughter, was on the phone doing a FaceTime with India. And, and, I, and she was, and they do often regularly, and they're running around the house, tick-tocking and dancing, and God knows what else they weren't doing. And, and at one point, they came to say hello to me, and I was, I was like, hello, uncle, and I was like, hi, and I said, oh, you two cousins. And I got corrected by both of them, who said, we're not cousins, we're sisters. And oh. I said, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, just kind of going along with it. And they said, no, we really are sisters, because our mothers are genetically the same, which means we are half we're half and half, we're half related, half sisters. half sisters. So it was just, they really, it's, it's, it's funny just how close that bond is that you've passed all the way through to your children where they identify with one another as not just being cousins, but literally being having that even one step closer relationship. Well, genetically, I guess they kind of are. They are. <laughs> Remember when I visited, uh, when I just got off the airplane and Jasmine gave me a big hug, she's like, oh, auntie, you smell different. You smell different from us. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know what that means. And then, because I was, I was there for a while, and then I was putting her to bed one night, and I, she came, she like hugged and took a big sniff, and she's like, oh, Andy, you, you smell like us now. The <laughs> <laughs> so children are very perceptive of smells and things. Especially when you just come out from Alabama, all that Cajun <laughs> spices. <laughs> yeah. Probably a couple of days up in upstate New York without a spice in sight. If you probably yes. get stuck. I started to smell like a barker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I do think it's funny. I wonder how, you know, because we've been doing this Instagram feed for how many years now, honey? I think it's about seven years now. Oh, and my our, Lord. Our children have now grown up a good chunk of their childhood watching their mother and their aunt create these pictures. And I oftentimes wonder, like, how how they perceive that or what will become of that down the road. I don't know. Well, in, in India and, and Jasmine have already said that they're going to take it over. They're going to be the new Chin Twins. So you, you better One watch day. out. You know, okay. They're going to be you know, the Chin Twins on TikTok or whatever it might be at that time. But, you know, I think they're both very impressed and they think it's very cool that their, their mothers are, you know, it, it sort of somewhat Instagram stars in their own right. So you've created something where you know it's it's a both a very elegant, sophisticated, cool, fashionable, and you know, and also very athletic. You know, so it's it's a, it's a lot it's a lot of things that most people's parents are not. You don't I've never described my parents in that capacity. So I think for that reason it's it's very unusual for them and, and cool. Except now they're teenagers, they might be embarrassed. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think so. I embarrass my children quite often with my feed. But one day I think they'll look back and they'll be proud. They'll realize how cool we really are. Yeah. I'm 100% sure they will. And, you know, and I have no doubt it about better. it. You know, I remember I used to have photographs of my mother, but you know, I used to have pictures of her when she had been a model on the walls of my study and things like that when I was at Bryanston when I was school with Tom. And I, you know, there was, she looked gorgeous. She was beautiful. And actually in those photographs, she was pretty much the same age as I was when I was at the school. So she was like the same age as me in the photographs. And teachers and other boys would come around and, be, and sort of say things like, oh, who's she? And, you know, that's your girlfriend. And, oh, she's gorgeous. And wow, you know, all kinds of, you know, and you, all of a sudden it would be rather awkward and weird. And I was like, oh, that's a really un weird thing to hear and say. But it's, I guess it was also a compliment. It was a, a sort of an unusual form of compliment that your mother was a beautiful woman, you know? So likewise, the kids simultaneously are embarrassed, but they also quite like the attention is what I'm suggesting. I hope so. So moving on, here Let's we go. Let's hope so. We've got a couple more. Uh, here's a, a one's a little bit similar, but so we can probably answer it pretty quickly. But Alicia says she's also a twin, but she's fraternal, but they look identical. Do you ever get overwhelmed with others comparing you? And how do you address being compared against one another? You know, we've never been competitive, Chrissy, even when oh. we were little. I've yeah. never had a felt any jealousy or any. And no. I don't know. I think we were raised to to not to argue or to fight. And I never felt pressure that I was ever being compared to Chrissy. And we're so much alike. I mean, there's really nothing to compare. I guess that was good parenting, Kimmy. That we good parenting. Oh, you're right. I guess the one thing is, is now that we're adults and we live apart, when we're together, not that I lose my identity, but when I'm with Kimmy, <laughs> I realize that I share my identity with somebody. So you do have this kind of brain trip in a way, like, you know what, like, what's really, who am I? Or, like, I don't have my own identity because I share it with someone. Chrissy, but you're very individual. Yes, it's not well. a bad thing, but no. you just realize that your facade or that your physical appearance really isn't your own because you share it. Wow. That's deep, Chrissy. Yeah. Little identity yeah. crisis switch for you. You don't have a crisis. <laughs> oh, my <gosh>. <laughs> Well, I think on that note, we're going to wrap this one up. I think that was, we've had quite a, dive, a deep dive, a deeper dive than I think I've ever had into, into what it's like to be a, a twin and a chin twin. But before we let you go, we do have something, as you all know, on um, Shaken and Stirred called Last Orders, uh, which we ask our guests to answer. So first question, if you could be any animal, what would it be and why? A bird, because I've always wanted to fly. 
A black panther. Or an otter, because they're so playful and cute in the water. So what are you, a black panther or an otter, for goodness sakes? Well, they're very different. I was conflicted. Be a black panther, Kimmy. Black panther, because they're, they're sexy. And sleek. And I'll be the bird in the sky and I can land on your back and we can go for a ride. And the weirdest part of that is that my favorite animal in the world is the black panther. So that just gets even odder and weirder. Oh, but yeah. throw that out there. What about the birds? Well, I'm scared of heights. Um, oh, yeah. So that's why Kimmy and I are very similar in many Round ways. Round animals. Um, in the movie of your lives, who would you have play you? Maybe Michelle Pfeiffer. Ew. Like when Michelle Pfeiffer from Scarface. Well, Audrey Hepburn, maybe. <laughs> or you could just play each other. Yeah. Okay. I think Audrey Hepburn for me, she's so classic and... Okay, she elegant. can be mine too then, Christy. Yeah. Two of those. Two Audreys. Two Audreys. Ordering two Audreys, please. Audreys times two. And I like Jodie Foster. She's cool. Okay, now you're really confusing it. I don't think okay, you, you don't really appear like a Jodie Foster okay. to me. <laughs> oh, here we go. A nickname your parents used to call you. Sister. Sister. That's it. You never had any other nicknames. It's only no. How about anybody else? Because they didn't know our names. Get your sister. Where's your sister? Call your sister. That's it. Okay. And we got it there. What here? What? Bessie. I remember one time in school, some boy called me Tire Lips. Yes, Kimmy. They called and me it, it upset me, but now I enjoy having full lips. I was also called tireless. That's the South for you right there. But by the way, that person didn't know what they were talking about. We That's grew not into our lips. Me. I'll take tire lips any day. What floats your boat and gets your goat? Oh. I think Christy and I both love to get out on the dance floor and just dance. Good answer. Disco balls and loud thumping music. Some good Pearl Jam, maybe? And we were headbangers for a while. Oh my we? God, Metallica. Yeah. Yes, and Guns N' Roses. Concert. <laughs> oh God, I miss concert. You guys are nuts. Yes! So what, what gets your goat? Probably just like negativity and people that drain your energy. Yeah, mean people. I mean people. Name who sh shan't be said. Ignorance, stupidity, and just cruelty. Yeah, mean people. Get my goat. My goat. I like negative people. Or people that try to make you feel guilty or suck your goodness. Yeah, fuck negative people. Ooh, yes! Yeah, Tom! Sorry. Sorry, sorry, I thought you said it before me. I think you said it. <laughs> we didn't anyway. use the F word, Tom. Sorry, I did. My tongue's gone red. <laughs> my drink. Sorry to change the subject. Sorry. I agree with you. I'm going to drink to that. I completely agree. Mean people. Mean, mean people. Oof. The hell with them. And we've got one final question here. Shaken or stirred? Shaken. Stirred. I like it when you do the shake. My favorite thing. I like stir. It's nice and subtle and gets everything all nice and mixed up. I don't think we can have it any other way. You are both together, shaken and stirred, and our perfect guests. You can call, catch them on their Instagram feed at Chin Twins. I'm constantly posting about them, and of course, we love them on Shaken and Stirred. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for ringing in 2021 for us as our very, very first guest. I think you've set the tone, and we're not probably going to be able to do one quite as fun as this, but we'll try. Thanks so much. Love you, love you guys. Tommy boy, see you soon. Bye. Thank you very much for listening. That is Shaken and Stirred. We will be back next week with another podcast and another fantastic guest. And uh, stay safe. See ya.